Welcome to episode 21 of Around the Jewish World with Tom Price. Today we're going to talk about Fez, which is the second episode on Morocco. And it's been quite a while since the first episode on Morocco, so I apologize for the lengthy delay and want to refresh your memory a little bit Um, just in terms of we did kind of a general history of Morocco and its Jewish community uh, as the introduction to this mini-series. Today we're going to focus on Fez, which had long hosted the biggest and one of the oldest Jewish communities in Morocco, present at least since the time of Fez's foundation by the Idrisid dynasty in the late 8th or early 9th century of the Common Era. Jews lived in many parts of old Fez, interspersed with the Muslim population, as evidenced by the fact that Jewish houses were purchased and demolished for the expansion by the Moravids of the uh, Al-Khairawin Mosque, located at the very center of the old city, and by claims of Maimonides' residents in what later became a completely different neighborhood in the western part of the city. Nevertheless, since the time of Idris II, early in the 9th century, the Jewish community was more or less concentrated in the neighborhood called the Funduk al-Yahudi, the hotel or the inn or the warehouse of the Jews, near a gate in the northeast part of the city, um, and nearby was the, old, the original Jewish cemetery of Fez. So, as was the case in other parts of the Muslim world, the Jewish population in Fez lived under the protected but somehow inferior status of dimi, people of the book, which included Christians, required to pay a certain tax, but able to move relatively freely and to cultivate relations in other countries, both intellectual relations, commercial relations, whatever. Fez, along with Cordoba, was one of the great centers of Jewish intellectual and cultural renaissance taking place in the 10th and 11th centuries in Morocco and in Al-Andalus. That was the name of both Spain and Portugal, the Iberian Peninsula, under Islamic rule. A number of major figures, including the great Talmudist Yitzhak Alfazi, also known by his Hebrew acronym, the RIF, about whom we'll talk specifically later, were all born or spent time in Fez, including some who became teachers of Yehuda Halevi and other very famous Jewish scholars. Maimonides himself lived in Fez from 1159 to 1165 after being forced to flee from Al-Andalus. Now, just a quick comment about Jews coming from Spain and Portugal and settling in Morocco. They didn't all come as a result of the Granada Decree, which was put into effect in 1492. In fact, there were several waves of expulsion from Spain caused by fundamentalist Islamic dynasties taking over. And most of those fundamentalists came, ironically, from Morocco itself And they caused a huge increase, ultimately, in the Jewish population of Morocco as they forced Jews in Spain to flee. This happened in several waves, and eventually the local community of Jews in Morocco, who had been there, as explained during the last episode, for 
possibly as much as 2,000 years, but certainly more than 1,000 years, those local Jews were called Toshavim, inhabitants. And the ones who were forced to flee from Spain and Portugal, the immigrants, were called Megohashim, those who were expelled. And these two communities, for centuries, lived sort of side by side, but they spoke different languages. The Toshavim spoke Arabic, and the Megohashim spoke Spanish, or eventually Ladino. Their languages didn't actually merge until modern times, like the 18th or 19th centuries. Their religious traditions began to merge slightly earlier, and eventually all the Jews in Morocco followed the minhagim of Spanish Jewry in religious activities. Luckily for the history of Jews in Morocco, the power of the Almohads declined relatively quickly and was replaced by the rising influence of the Marinid dynasty. In the 13th century, in fact, actually early in the 1200s, the Marinids brought a more tolerant climate in which the Jewish community was able to recover quickly and grow again. Following the pogroms of 1391 in Spain itself, in places like Sevilla and in Catalonia, a large number of Spanish Jews fled to North Africa and settled particularly in places like Fez. In 1276, the Marinids created New Fez, or in Arabic, Fez al-Jadid, which was a fortified administrative city designed to house their royal palace and the army barracks. This was located to the west of Old Fez, and slightly later in the Marinid period, the Jewish inhabitants of Old Fez were all moved to a new district in the southern part of New Fez. This district was possibly created almost immediately after the 1276 foundation, and it was located between the inner and outer southern walls of the city. The mercenary regiments of the Sultan were disbanded around 1325 under Sultan Abu Said, and the district in which the Jews were settled was given the name Melach, which is salt in both Arabic and Hebrew, due to the fact that the Jews were given a monopoly over the salt trade and the very profitable salt caravans that crossed the Sahara and that frequently ended up in Morocco, of which Fez was the capital at this time. This was the first Melach in Morocco, a name and phenomenon that came to be replicated in many other cities, such as Marrakesh. Both the exact reasons and the exact date for the creation of the Jewish Melach of Fez are not firmly established, but historical accounts confirm that by the mid-14th century, the Jews of Fez were still living, in some cases, in old Fez. But by the end of the 16th century, they were all well-established in the Melach of New Fez. In any case, there is no scholarly agreement on the exact date or the exact reasons for the establishment of the Melach. One Moroccan scholar of history argues that Jews were moved in shifts as a result of different political events or military events in the city, and that it was kind of a staggered process that went on over 200 years. But the broader political motivations for moving the Jewish community to the new city of Fez, and literally in the shadow of the imperial palace, may have included the ruler's desire to take direct advantage or even control of the artisan skills of the Jewish community, and particularly of their commercial ties with Jewish communities in Europe and other countries, 
which by extension could also be used for diplomatic purposes. The Jewish cemetery of the Melach was established at its southwestern edge around what is now the Place des Alouites near the royal palace gates on land which was donated to the Jewish community by a Marinid princess named Lala Mina in the 15th century. But things were never stable for very long with the Jewish community in Fez. The 15th century was a period of relative political instability, with the Watasid rulers taking over effective control from the Marinid dynasty and competing with other local factions in Fez. In 1465, for example, the Melech was attacked by the Muslim population of Old Fez during a revolt led by some noble families against the Marinid Sultan Abd al-Haq II and his Jewish chief vizier Harun, which is Arabic for Aharon, Aaron, Ibn Batash. This attack resulted in thousands of Jewish inhabitants being killed, with many others having to openly renounce their faith. The community took at least a decade to recover from this, finally beginning to grow again seriously under the rule of the Watasid Sultan Muhammad al-Sheikh, who was in power from 1472 to 1505. Now, before we get too much away from the time period of the Rif, whom I mentioned earlier, I want to talk specifically about him, one of the most important rabbinic scholars in history, but relatively unknown for American Ashkenazic Jewry, which is a shame. He was born in the year 1013 in North Africa, studied in Kairouan at the great yeshiva of what is now Tunisia, and one of the yeshivot in which he studied was run by Rabbeinu Hananel ben Hushiel. Both those names were in the story of the foundation of great rabbis and rabbinic judges in North Africa. He eventually settled in Fez, whereby he gets his nickname Al-Fazi, the man from Fez. And at the age of 75, he was forced to flee Fez after being denounced to the government. He moved to Spain, where after a few months, he settled in Lucena and became head of the famous yeshiva there, which attracted many students, including Yehuda Halevi. Alfazi died in 1103, having lived 90 years. He was regarded in his generation as the leading Talmudic authority in Spain, if not in the entire Jewish world. And he left a legacy of hundreds of responses to queries addressed to him from all the Jewish communities of Spain and North Africa. His major work is Sefer HaHalachot, which means the Book of the Laws. His work is confined strictly to that portion of halakha, the Jewish law, that retained practical relevance after the destruction of the temple. In other words, didn't deal with sacrifices and other things that were no longer in practice, but actually dealt with things that were part of everyday life for practicing Jews. In the face of the vast halakhic material contained in the two Talmuds, the one of Babylonia and the one of Jerusalem, Al-Fazi had to decide between conflicting opinions. This task had heavily engaged halakhic authorities in earlier periods, and rules for such decision-making can be found throughout the Talmud. Al-Fazi applied these rules in determining the law, and not infrequently he disagreed with the laws as established by the Gaonim, and frequently cited or quoted the Jerusalem Talmud, which he nicknamed the Talmud of the Westerners, 
But when the law in the Babylonian Talmud conflicts with that of the Jerusalem Talmud, even only implicitly, he followed the Babylonian Talmud. He explicitly established this as a rule of decision-making, relying on the principles settled early in the Gaonic period that the law is in accordance with the views of the later authorities. Since our Babylonian Talmud adopts the more lenient view, he wrote, it does not matter to us that in the Talmud of the Westerners an act is forbidden, for we rely upon our Talmud because it was later, and they, the sages of the Babylonian Talmud, were more versed than we are in the Westerners' Talmud. Okay, I don't want to make this too obscure. I apologize if I've already done that. But the status of the Rif, or Rabbi Alfazi, was authoritatively established by the rule of decision-making declared by Yosef Karo, whom you may remember from our episode on Bulgaria in the 16th century. He wrote the Shulchan Aruch, and he says as follows, Since I concluded that the three pillars of instruction upon which the house of Israel rests are Alphazi, Maimonides, and Asheri of blessed memory, I resolve that when two of them agree on any point, I will determine the law in accordance with their view, except for the very few instances when all or most of the other halachic authorities disagree with that view, and a contrary practice has therefore become already widespread." Okay, jumping back into the Melach of Fez and into the end of the 15th and the early 16th centuries, we all know that major changes once again took place when the Spanish crown in 1492 expelled all Jews from Spain, with Portugal doing the same thing in 1497. The following waves of Spanish Jews migrating to Fez specifically and North Africa more generally greatly increased the Jewish population, but also altered its social, ethnic, and linguistic makeup. According to a Belgian scholar who visited the Melech in the middle of the 16th century, the Jewish quarter at that time had an estimated population of 4,000. The influx of migrants who revitalized Jewish cultural activity in the years following also split the community along ethnic lines for many generations. The community had separate synagogues and separate cemeteries for Jews who were real Moroccans and for Jews who were expellees or refugees from Spain. The community continued to thrive or suffer depending on broader political conditions, and life changed dramatically in the 19th century when the expansion of contact and trade with Europe allowed the Jewish merchant class to place themselves at the center of international trade networks in Morocco, and thereby rendered themselves even more important to the king. By the end of the 19th century, the Melech had some 15 functioning synagogues. In 1894, the Sultan ordered the old Jewish cemetery, located at the base of the royal palace's outer wall, to be moved in order to accommodate an expansion of the palace. And it was moved, with great respect and great care, to a new location in the southeastern corner of the Melech, where it still stands today, and which is a major point to visit, should you ever have the good luck to visit Fez. French colonial rule was established in 1912, following the Treaty of Fez, which provoked major riots in Fez. And these riots included deadly attacks targeting not only Europeans, but also native Jews of the Melach, who were seen as being too close to the new administration, ironically. The population of Fez and Fez al-Jadid increased over this period. In the second half of the 20th century, the Melach became steadily depopulated of its Jewish inhabitants who either moved to the new part of Fez or to Casablanca 
or to countries like France, Canada, and Israel. In the late 1940s, estimates of the Jewish population include 15,000 in the Melach and 22,000 in all of Fez. The major waves of Jewish emigration which followed this depleted the population to the point where there are today reputedly no more than 100 Jews in all of Fez and no functioning synagogues remaining. Fez, however, is an incredibly beautiful city, well worth a visit, and there are several very old synagogues in the Melach that are open to visitors, and the current king of Morocco is making huge investments in renovating sites of Jewish interest to attract Jewish tourists not only from Israel, but from the entire world. All right, next week, we will look at the Jewish community of Marrakesh, and I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from this brief look into the rich history of Fez.